0: Hello and welcome again to the Cycling Dads Podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I am once again Aaron Thomas Smith, joined as always with Devin Palmer, Remax Results. Hey, Devin. Hello. Welcome Aaron. back to another great episode. Uh, I'm really hey, Aaron, excited. Allow me to welcome you to this great episode. No, no, I, I certainly I welcomed you first. We're both welcome here. Sure, but I welcomed you first, so I'm yeah, the more welcome. I'm the more welcoming person. I'm the more welcoming host is what I'm trying to try to get at. Agree. Great. So uh, today, big news. As of this episode, when it pops up, we are going to have the team kit available. Breaking news. This is breaking news. For the Cool Dad Cycling Club. We, we I just put up a teaser yesterday. I, I finally dialed in the colors. It's ready to go. It's ready to be purchased. We're going to have to make it after you guys buy it. But I'm I'm very excited about this. So by the time this cast is up on our Instagram, you'll be able to kind of see all the, all the colors, the kit, how it looks. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And you'll be able to purchase it. And we are going to be running at that point, Devin. Yep. Go on. A contest. Tell me more. So that you can win one full kit, either the road kit or the mountain bike kit. Wow. Completely free. Completely free. Completely free. Completely free. All you have to do if you want to do this, as of this time, all you have to do is go on to our Instagram. Right. Give us a like and share the episode on your story that you like the most. That's the whole contest. That's the whole. Co- That's all Almost you got to do. Too easy. It's super easy, and then wow. you're entered to win a full kit mountain bike road your choice. And it's a discounted kit. Nope, free.
1: I don't know, Aaron. Can we talk off air about the numbers on this one? I don't know if I authorized this
0: to spend. It's 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 fine. It's going to be okay. fine. It's fine. I I as the podcast account, um, I will I will take care of it. Okay. First Anyways. of all, no one
1: in sales is allowed to ever do accounting. Now, Aaron, talk to me. Let's talk about who's eligible to wear this kit. Are like, you know. You're kind of a trimming down dad because of all the fasting and weightlifting. So for your dad body type, is it
0: appropriate? Yes.
1: For me, I'm in busy season with my industry in real estate. I'm running a little bit fluffy right now, a little little bigger dad right now. Is it appropriate for my body type?
0: It is. I also want to go on record and say I didn't say anything. Okay. I appreciate that. So big dads, little dads, tall dads. Tall dads. Small, dads. Small dads. Small dads. All dads. Non dads. Non dads. Non dads.
1: <sighs> I guess, Non-dads. I mean, to be fair, we vet the guests. We can be sure of the guest's status as a dad, but we don't really have the ability to do that with a
0: kit sale. So if someone just loves us, I guess they can get a kit, huh? The Cool Dad Cycling Club. If they want to, if they want to rock that kit, which I, I will say it here and now, that design is pretty much just stolen from an old design from another company that I just really loved back in 2004. We don't need to get into that, but anyways, that design is uh, a a a classic. Bringing it back, very excited about that. It's a that. fresh
1: take on a on a classic. It's an homage. It's an homage. It's not homage. It's not intellectual theft. And we do have, we have a copyright attorney in the club, so he can defend us as needed.
0: We got to get him on the podcast because there's some, there's some lawyer speak that I need him to explain to me today, Devin, though, how's your fitness going?
1: Not well. Um, as we have discussed, it is, uh, it's busy time in real estate. I'm really making hay while the sun is shining. I'm out there serving clients, um, which means my schedule, um, comes and goes, so I had a client text like, "Hey, can I go see this house in Notzigo today?" It's like, "Yeah, we're already booked for noon. Let's rock." Um, so I got to be ready to move because um, we got to be first in the door. So I'm I'm a little busier professionally, and that would be my excuse for being a little less on the bicycle. I have kept a good run schedule though. So running, feeling great. Riding, honestly, I rode twice last week.
0: I'm a big believer in cross training, so I think that's that's gonna do. It always does more to keep your fitness than you think it's going to.
1: No, oh. and I, I don't I don't feel super bad about it. If I have a little period here in the spring where um where it's mostly running, I'm not losing completely losing all my fitness. Let's talk about what's going on with you.
0: My the the uh, so I just I just did stage five i want to say stage five of the tour de zwift on zwift so finishing that up there's six stages total once again if you're on zwift double xp great way to level up all that good stuff but it was a route that i hadn't done before which has the jungle loop and the zwift kom on it and it's i'm sorry Devin, i see your eyes glazing over this is a little nerdy no this is Um, really engaging content (laughs) (laughs) But it's, uh, uh, I'm a little, I'm actually a little heavier than I was the last time I tried to make it up the KOM. It's about a a 30 minute climb for me. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to break that. So with the new numbers, I kind of had a plan, like just stick with 250 for the whole time. Uh, and I was able to do that despite the fact that my trainer cut out halfway through, which was incredibly frustrating. Um, but it felt good. Like that whole ride felt good. It's a ride I never done before. It it took like an hour and a half uh, tops on the trainer. And I also made a little adjustment on my set. I'm feeling good. I'm just feeling good. It's been a number of weeks of feeling good on the bike. I'm still feeling good on the bike. Um, I think there's a couple more tweaks I want to make, uh, but I'm, I'm very excited for it to get nice out and to be able to take the nice bike out with the nice wheels and just rip up some roads. I love it. So who do we have on the cast today? And Devin, I feel like you should be the one to introduce this individual, considering he is very firmly on your side of the family. Although I am flirting with stealing him.
1: I don't think that's going to happen, but you're welcome to try. So we have Steve. This is my buddy, Steve. Uh, He and I met via the Internet in 2008. He is a try guy. So Steve Brands, he actually lives over in Madison. He is a multi-sport coach, and he actually is a fellow podcaster. And you've, you've been sampling his podcast a little bit?
0: Yes, I'm a big fan of Inside the Big Ring, which is uh, Stephen's podcast. It's fantastic. It's It's got a lot of great content. He just introduced a new thing where he's talking about, and I'm not a triathlete, and I find this interesting. But he's talking about the preparation for Ironman Wisconsin. And it's uh, for someone who is, as, as we just did, where I just nerded the heck out, um, this is more nerdy, great content uh, from Stephen. So inside the big
1: ring, we recommend it for, uh, for the multi sport enthusiast. And he, he and I, we've just been buddies a, a while and he's got a great, uh, great demeanor. He and I always got along because in triathlon, we, we found a lot of triathletes were maybe more susceptible to marketing hype and to malarkey in running, cycling, swimming, some of the more established sports. There's coaches, there's people who've been doing it for years between coaches and athletes. And there, so there's, there still is a lot of marketing hype and malarkey, but there's a better resistance to it because there's more collective wisdom and there's more people who've been around longer. So triathlon people come and go fairly quick. And so there, there just isn't always the base of knowledge to say like putting a lug of rubber on your forefoot and then asking a 200 pound, 45 year old man to run on his forefoot for an Ironman out of nowhere Concepts that, even Ryan, as I say it there, it, it should make sense to you that that, is, that would never work. That makes no sense. Um,
0: Did you just explain, was that just a roundabout way of saying putting on high heels and then running?
1: Nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Different.
0: As that sounds like high heels is nope. what you're
1: saying. different. I, I mean, it makes as much sense as high heels. Okay. But... We loved being the contrarians who were always picking on the, the latest fad and the latest trend, um, which was usually based in marketing nonsense. So it was awesome to have Steve on and now it's great to, uh, great to have a conversation with him.
0: Yeah, it was, I, I really enjoyed uh, meeting Steve. Once again, similar to Chris, I was concerned about uh, uh, too much Devergy, right? That's only the second time I brought this up on a podcast. I use that phrase all the time. But th- there, there was not too much Devergy. I felt like it was a perfect amount of Devergy. And I'm really looking forward to folks uh, uh, checking out this cast. With that uh, said, once again, reminder, the kit uh, uh, order window is open going to have that open for a week.
1: And the kits are free or it's just one free one we're giving away?
0: It's just one free one that okay. we're giving away. One of our road kits or one of the mountain bike kits uh, to the individuals who like us on Instagram and share their favorite episode on their story. Um, very excited to see uh, what you guys think about that. And uh, we're going to get into that interview. The one final little thing, just a little the tiny, tiny thing. And it's it's I, I keep doing this because it seems to be working. But please subscribe to us on apple podcast please rate us on apple podcast leave us, us a stars.
1: review rate us accurately and give us five stars
0: whatever you want to rate us i don't care it, it, the funnier the review the better I, there are some of those on there that i'm going to cherish for the rest of my life so please do that without further ado steven inside the big ring podcast try guy from wisconsin good buddy of Devin. enjoy the interview Hello and welcome again to the Cycling Dads Podcast. I am Aaron Thomas-Smith, joined as always with... Devin Palmer, Remax Results. Hmm.
1: Hmm. It's my own name, Devin Palmer, Remax Results. I am the host of this podcast, and thank you, Aaron, for having me on.
0: I do want to just make a a little uh, notification uh, to our listeners uh, who can't see this, but in our podcast audio recording app, uh, Devin, you are actually put down as Big Daddy Devin. Yes, that is correct. Okay. So, today we have Steve Brandis on the podcast. Steve, uh who is also a uh, a fellow cycling podcaster, which is super rad. Um inside the big ring. Great to have you on today, uh Steven.
2: Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. I feel a little left out that I didn't make a cool title like Big Daddy Devin. Hey, next, <laughs> next time. time. Next time. Next time. <laughs>
0: Um, but you're an endurance coach and, uh, I believe you've called yourself a declining athlete, but a rising podcast star.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back in the day I was, I was, I was an okay athlete, uh, but you know, my daughter's three and every year I have bigger ambitions and, uh, declining performances. So I think reality of life is, uh, taking, taking its toll, but all is good.
0: So, as always, which it, uh, we kind of just did it, but Devin, we need to vet our podcast guest. Can you please do the honors?
1: Steve, can you tell us, do you, uh, do you go biking? <clears throat> I do. I, I, I do go
2: biking. Okay. And just to clarify, you do have a child? Uh, yeah, last time I checked uh, today, uh, yeah, I have a I have a three year old, three and a half year old. Uh, she calls herself four, but she's really three and a half. Yeah.
1: Oh, Okay, so she's got her um her father's sense of hyperbole with numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your FTP is three fifty. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Well, Aaron, I got great news. What is this great news? Steve Please. is good to go. He is fully vetted. He's a father. He can ride we're you know we're ready to get into it
0: and aaron, we're solid where
1: did you meet steve aaron why did why did you invite steve on
0: i i did not invite steve i believe steve was Oh, he's my guy
2: him. he's your guy oh he's my guy yeah i remember steve now oh okay i thought i just was emailing every podcast uh that i could find with the word cycling about like hey can i be on your podcast can i be on your podcast and um i think I, this is the first time i ever had to pay somebody to be on their podcast so i'm actually pretty stoked that somebody accepted only people that accepted but uh it's gonna be good we really
1: did appreciate your generous contribution okay and uh it has been spent
0: okay i did not know about any generous and contribution, there would,
1: Evan? there would be no need for you to know Okay, and uh, there are no refunds. Now, I've, if we can move along, if we could move along. So, Steve and I know each other uh, from way back in the day in triathlon. We knew each other before 2010. I would say maybe 0809. We, Steve, am I am
2: I correct? Uh, I have no idea. Actually, I, I mean it's it's been a long time. I mean it. I mean all the all the fun kind of blends together, and I don't remember how we actually met. I think. Well, let me tell I you, bud. Let me just educate (laughs) you,
1: okay? Because in the day, I was a cool, up-and-coming triathlete. Like there was a moment when it looked like I might be someone in the sport of triathlon.
0: Editor's note: There was never that moment. I didn't. It looked like there might be a
1: moment when I could be good. Okay, I didn't say that it came to fruition because it did not. But there was a time when I was on the come up. Uh, when it's like, Oh, it, within Minnesota, Wisconsin, kind of within this tri-state area here, like I was one of the new fast guys. And so hilariously people would just friend me on Facebook, um, out of the blue who were also triathletes. And I just always accepted cause it's no big deal. It's like, oh, that, he that's like, Oh, that's what,
2: that's what upcoming people do. They just accept everybody. That's,
1: that's exactly what we do. And it, uh, yeah, so I have a few Facebook friends of people I've never met, never will meet, um, who are just triathletes who like saw my name in a result somewhere, like, oh, he got third in high V, wow, E. And Steve was one of those guys.
0: So, Steve, so just, I, he, just I, to put it succinctly, Devin, are you claiming that Steven is somehow a Facebook triathlon groupie of yours and that's he's why just, you've been friends? Hey, I'm seeing. That was our humble beginning as he was an internet guy,
1: and actually we messaged back and forth like we we actually started real conversations. It's like, oh, we're both young guys, we're both real cool, yada, 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 so like we did spark up actual connections. he wasn't just like a strange Brazilian who friended me out of the blue.
2: i mean I, just I didn't do, like I, I didn't like just like everything yours like 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 and like who was liking my my stuff I mean. Yeah. I do feel like our viewers need to know that uh, Stephen right now
0: is making a face that says to me, um, yes, Devin is uh, telling the truth, but perhaps <laughs> leaving out certain uh, s- uh, things that would paint it in a different light than how Hey, Devin Aaron, is. My truth is my truth, okay?
2: Uh, it is. It is very much your truth. It's, so anyways, it's we came like, from... Uh, Aaron, <laughs> please, if you want to... <laughs> I, I will say that... Uh, the last time I heard somebody say what Devin said, uh, they were on an impeachment trial. So <laughs> <laughs> So, uh we're not going to keep going down that rabbit hole, but mm-hmm. we know people like you, Devin. We we what's hopefully your Twitter's not revoked either. So Well, actually I'm on a Twitter hiatus.
1: I've I've semi-retired from Twitter right now. Uh that's a different tale for a different time. Um but Steve and I, we took a anonymous internet triathlon guy friendship and turned it into like actually being like friends. And we got along great because, um, we're both very into triathlon, of course, but we're both, uh, we're both into the, a little bit of the sports science side and the coaching side. And we're both, we're both like early mid twenties guys with big, big opinions and everyone was doing everything wrong. So we kind of got A kick out of like, Oh, look at what this guy said. He's so wrong, blah, blah, blah. So we, we really had a great initial bond being uh, too cool for school contrarians together. Is that fair to say, Steve? I I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. Totally. So that, that, that's where that was really the genesis of the true friendship is agreeing with each other and how smart we both were and how wrong everyone else was. Just a bunch of 20 year olds who knew everything. Oh
0: man, I miss those days. Those were great days.
1: Knew it all. And the culmination, like the, the fun aspect was, um, you were living in Racine at the time. Um, when I went down to Louisville, Racine was an interesting midway point. So I didn't want to do the 13 plus hour drive all in one go. So I stopped, stopped in Racine about halfway. Um, and in the year 2013 I cajoled you into coming along for the weekend. So I got us a homestay, drove us down, um, you know, and you just you were the perfect buddy and Sherpa for the weekend you kind of came along and um, didn't start any fights didn't start any drama and and that was kind of the
2: that was one of the more fun weekends we had so that was 2013. So I do I do I do want to talk about that because I, I it's funny you brought that you bring that weekend up because I, I did have a story for that weekend and and it's so during the race you were racing and I was using your car to like you know navigate around and whatnot. And sometime when I came back, you were coming off the bike and I, you know, got back and I was, I parked the car. I lost your keys. Like I had no idea where they were. I mean, they were, they were gone. And I mean, I was on the run course somewhere and I'm like looking, I'm like, I don't know where the keys are. And like, they were, I checked, I checked the backpack so many times. I mean, I was like retracing straps and I would, and I would see you not paying attention to how you were doing at all. I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to find these keys or we're totally, we're totally screwed. And and finally, I just like walked up to a cop and I said, hey, did you like find a pair of keys? And he says, well, yes, I did. I mean, I was looking for these things for like two hours thinking, I mean, I and then all of a sudden you finished and I was like, hey, you did great. I and mean, I had no clue how you were doing. I was just like, I, can't <laughs> I mean, and it was I was so lucky mm. to have found it. So lucky or the conversation after an Iron Man, like, hey, Devin, uh, I know you're exhausted, but dude, I don't know where your car keys are they're they're gone
0: <clears throat> oh wow so
2: little did i know and you, Is this you the played first it off time you're well, yeah us? so here we are
1: eight years later you <laughs> kept that that little factoid discreet and uh you've yeah
0: yeah perfect yeah. perfect Stephen. if i ever need uh uh someone to know something but no one else can know it i'm telling you like that yep. seems to be the moral of the story um Steven, we all know as cycling dads right Time is limited. Energy is limited. The kids are taking everything away from you. But credit cards still very viable option for purchasing cycling equipment slash bicycles. What is your current cycling bicycle situation?
2: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I um, I don't, I don't really have a, a bike at the moment, and that's and that's what? not because I know. and it's not because I'm. I'm Aaron, you want to just uh, turn it off now or? <laughs> I call myself. Hey. And, He's proven himself trustworthy. Let's hear him out. Mm. Yeah, Devin, to stop talking for a minute. So I think I think one of it is, so I'm a triathlete. So I have I have a triathlon bike, or I used to have a triathlon bike, and uh, I really want the new sp- speed concept, right? And there's no new speed concept. I mean, I've been riding track for for a long time. So every year I'm like, there's a new speed concept. There's a new speed concept, and it's never delivered. <clears throat> so you can imagine the frustration. And and so I, I finally I went and. Uh, got a different bike. And, and I had it for like maybe three weeks and I sold it. I'm like, I can't do it. I got, I got to have a track. And so really, um, I'm just kind of bikeless. I mean, I have like a, a road bike. It's like an Emonda. Um, but really I'm just waiting for, you know, Wait, the you new... do you have a road bike. Yeah. It's like an Emonda. It's an Emonda road bike. But yeah, I that, don't have, what are you talking about? You don't have a bike. You have a bike well a it's not the, is a bike Steve well it, yeah it is a bike but it's not the bike it's not my bike that I'm like super proud of you know mm-hmm. like you know so what, you know what I mean have you like, owned a speed concept <clears throat> oh yeah oh yeah yeah how many oh uh well, like maybe three or four of them Every one that's oh. come out you know like as the generations have moved through yep wow. yeah
1: and one funny moment in history with Steve was our mutual friend, Mac from uh, Chicago. He was a rep for a different brand and you know, Mac is Mr. Sales. He's like Aaron times a hundred. And he, it was fun for me. You know, I was a sponsored athlete, uh, his riding on his, his product and seeing him try to crack you and try to get you onto his brand and you're just, your quiet, staunch refusal to give in to his sales pitches. It was such fortitude. You showed such fortitude.
2: So, and this is another thing, Devin, that you might not know. So, I did buy a QR uh, TT bike. And again, I had it for like maybe a month or so. And the next race I had, I, like, I bought the bike for Mac. Mm-hmm. And then in that process, I was doing Arizona that year. I sold it. And then bought the next speed concept. So I show up to Arizona, and Max is like, "Dude, where's the bike?" And he sees the track, and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's oh, he's not happy." Um, so yeah, but so I'm really, my my bike that I'm, I'm looking for is is going to be uh, hopefully the new speed concept coming out this year. Hopefully, hopefully.
0: Okay. Is there a new speed concept coming out? I mean, I'm not up on tri bikes. There's I, always a
1: new speed concept, but there, the with the, Aaron, you know, you're in the industry, the. Supply chain is so dicey right now. It's hard for hard for anyone to get their hands on a uh, on the right new bike.
0: Well, I'm I'm looking to purchase a new bike this year, and I'm talking with my buddy at at now, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, if you put five hundred dollars down, this will
2: be here for you when it comes in in June. Yeah, <laughs> like, That's oh, wild, crazy. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I've been looking at. I mean, and Trek is like the last one to release like their new Super TT bike, right? Their disc brake, and everybody's has delivered it. And I was like, "Well, maybe I'm just going to get like a, one of those Canyon time trial bikes." And they their release date was like January, and then it's February, and now it's March. And somebody was like, "Well, it's probably not Canyon. It's actually Shimano or some other component that just hasn't been delivered for them to build their bikes yet." I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense." So, yeah, yeah, crazy
0: time. Yep, yeah, because Shimano basically, from what I hear, they were like, "Okay, this is a bubble. It's going to go away." You know, we're a metal foundry company. We're not, you know, we can't just produce this stuff out of thin air in order to make a lot more. We have to have way more, you know, square footage and machinery and all that stuff. And then we're going to just be stuck with it. So Shimano is basically like, no, go fuck yourselves. Um, and uh, and then Saram, on the on the other hand, is trying to do everything they can to keep up. But hey, Aaron, could yeah. <laughs> we cool it on the salty talk? <laughs>
1: Jeez Louise.
0: <laughs> I, I think we've had two swears in this podcast. Wow, uh, uh total. Mm. So anyways, um so so Stephen, you have a podcast uh and a and a coaching uh service, correct?
2: Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Um why don't you kind of walk us through, you know, inside the big ring and, and your your coaching services.
2: So this is when I get to plug. Um this is where my this is when my money gets money's well so, This uh, is where hey,
1: the money all went to. All right. Well,
2: um, Still so, so you all money can money. get on your web browsers and type in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean. Um. I mean, I've been endurance coaching for a long time, and you know the. So, I mean, I've worked for different companies and whatnot, and and finally, when I got to move to Madison, because I'm from Wisconsin, and. Uh. So I kind of like work for like two companies. I mean, I mean they're both like. Uh, mine or, or my wife's, but you know, our local group is Madison Multisport. Um and that's our like our local triathlon team here in Madison where we do a lot of group in group training, uh master swimming in open water, a lot of stuff uh moves around Iron Man, Wisconsin. And then like the remote, my my remote remote athletes is is uh inside the big ring dot org. And that's also my podcast. That's also my podcast. So um Yeah. I mean, I think this is like my 14th year, maybe 15th year, uh, being a full-time endurance coach and, and my podcast, I've had it for a while. Um, but it's like a sporadic thing. It's not as consistent as yours guys. Um, but yeah, I mean the podcast, the podcast is really more, it's, it's pretty much full on endurance triathlon related. Sometimes we talk about the newest stuff coming out or, uh, training theories or training topics, or we interview some athletes that have gone to Kona and it's like full, full spectrum kind of a thing. We don't take it too seriously, uh, like this podcast, which is nice. I mean, it's not like full geek out tech out kind of stuff. Um, because you can only process so much of that. So, yeah. So Steve, with your athletes, have you found in 14
1: years that the athletes who put in consistent effort applied over time,
2: Are they the ones who get the bigger results? Is that a real question? Are you just baiting me with a, I mean.
1: Well, obviously I'm baiting you, but you have to say yes, right? Like consistent effort applied over time. That's what yields results, right?
2: No, I mean, look how you got to the top. I mean, you didn't work hard. You're just talented. (laughs) Let's assume,
1: Aaron, could you edit that out? Okay, so consistent effort applied over time that's what yields results so why is it different with your podcast steve why are you not consistently applying effort over
2: time go ahead tell us why you're not being consistent i mean that's funny uh yeah i'm speechless i mean i i want to give you a response that's funny and witty uh toward my wonderful personality or the wonderful content that does come out um but I mean, it's just, it's just like one of those things where, you know, life is busy. I mean, to be honest, you know, it uh, I mean, when you have, we only have, we have a three and a half year old and, you know, you're trying to train, you're trying to work, you're trying to, I mean, it's like, it's not the priority, you know? I mean, it's like, if I have time and I'll do it, but yeah, it's not, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't make the millions coming from the podcast, you know, it's not, I'm not Rich Roll or Ben mm-hmm. Greenfield, you know, it's not where my money comes from. <laughs> oh, Ben Greenfield. Aaron, Ben Greenfield is a character Steve and I have had many a word
1: about. Is he still doing his stuff? Is he selling crystals now? Like what is his what is his uh his was current sham wow?
0: Wait, isn't Ben Greenfield like the like the longevity dude? Like yeah. he's really on that kick? Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: I saw the, I mean this might get a little gross, but I remember watching, and this was on a YouTube video. I mean I remember watching him on YouTube, like he was injecting himself in his guy area with like stuff to Prolong. I mean, it was super out there. I'm like, yeah, this is on. Um, you know, like, don't. And that was like 2011 it. YouTube. <laughs> well, yeah. So, are we sure that's
0: YouTube? Because I feel like Whoa. <laughs> that's a different one.
1: <laughs> but he would have been. He would have been one of the uh, the kind of guys that we would have enjoyed picking apart. Because um, in triathlon, uh, what Steve and I noticed is, um, or maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. Athletes come into it; they come in um, into the sport quick. Maybe they have a deep background in one of the sports, but maybe not the other two. Maybe they have no background in any of the three sports. So there is a certain susceptibility to marketing that you don't always see. Like a pure runner who ran all the way through high school and college, they've seen a lot, a a lot of different coaching and a lot of different malarkey. So they're not—they're a little more conservative. Like they're not just going to buy into something as willy nilly but triathlon there a a new coach might come on and start pounding a new concept you know like i remember there was a year everyone was pounding the um reverse periodization concept which is hilarious because you know the word periodization just means a period of moving from general training to specific training so reverse period like there is no reversing periodization it's like oh you're going from specific training to your event to general training
0: As someone who doesn't know whatever the hell it is you're talking about, are you talking about about time travel? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're talking about time.
1: But Steve and I, like when um, there was more susceptibility, there wasn't as strong of a – like in cycling, there's more of a culture around everything. So there is once in a while some malarkey will pass through, but there's more of a resistance to pure fluff. Whereas in triathlon, a guy, a new guru might, he might be big in all the big triathlon magazines for a year or two um, and gain a following or gain an audience by being really great at marketing. Um, But, you know, ultimately the concepts, they might be pushing new terminal, like they may have made up their own terminology to explain the same concepts or they might be just making up kind of flawed concepts
2: yeah for sure i mean it's and and i think sometimes you know when you've been in the sport long enough and i'm sure coaches who have been or people who really have been i mean the most frustrating thing is when you have to like re-explain things every three to four years of well you know i've seen this so many times in the past and there's nothing that's changed and it's just somebody else who and sometimes too you see an athlete who you know wins kona on like a low carb approach and like well low carb is it it's like it's like no this dude is just he just trains 20 hours a week and he's super fit and it has very little to do with it, but it's always like that one thing. And so you see people going out there and training super low carb and, you know, having a ton of hormonal hormonal issues afterwards. And yeah, I mean, going back to the question I avoided before, I mean, if you just put in a lot of hard work and you're smart and you have a great coach from inside the big ring, I mean, you're going to get good results. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think I think that's always the thing, right? Like that's just kind of a, the culture of America, and I think it's kind of it's brought to a head in endurance sports, which is what is the trick, right? Yeah, that if one I do thing. this one thing, yeah. and it's usually something extreme, right? Because otherwise, you're just not going to get the results. Because um,
1: early, I mean, Steve, think twelve years ago, Aaron in in triathlon, and I don't think any other sphere, there was a shoe brand called Newton mm-hmm. that blew. Up in our sport and our sport, like no other pushes four foot running because that one Russian guy had his, the pose method of running book. So it's like in triathlon, there's this base level of like, Oh, everyone should run on their forefoot because of the pose method of running because that was propagated amongst USA triathlon coaching education. And then a shoe company is like, well, Hey, let's put a rubber lug under the forefoot and call it like the perfect shoe to optimize your running mechanics as a four foot runner and smartly they sponsored the uh, most elite Ironman guy at the time who was winning tons of halves a year and he won Kona a bunch of times. So they sponsored the right guy and suddenly they're on the map like that and they're pushing a concept like that on paper like, Oh, I'm a four foot runner because that's what's best. And the shoe is for four foot running. And the result is like, Oh, okay. Well, if you run with a lug under your forefoot, your foot hits the ground and goes plump pa plump. It's like it's a nonsense product. Like uh, Devin, can
0: I get that again? Can I get that? Okay, got it. Got like, it. Like if you're running on the treadmill it's one
1: like one more time, okay. Every footfall, it's like madness. And to be clear, yes, I purchased a pair of Newtons and ran in them <laughs> briefly. And yes, yeah, I mean, because it my running technique is not that way, it went plump plump. And they cost I mean, one, I, well. Here's the great thing: is they were
2: 175 bucks. Yeah. Well, one, I'm, I'm really confused of of why your run gate sounds like that, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, but then the second thing is, you know, you get those shoes, and nobody talked about how much their physical therapy bill was after for like all the Achilles issues and calf issues that those things uh, pushed. I mean, I mean, countless people like, oh yeah, I started wearing them, and my you know my calf and my Achilles just got lit up. So. And even if it works for Crowey, who's a
1: 145-pound elite athlete who's been training at an elite level for 20 years, if it works for him, you're a 215-pound, 45-year-old gentleman who has been training for eight months. The same concepts that work for Crowe, oh, I'm a four-foot runner while you're running a 242 Ironman marathon, they don't necessarily translate to the guy who's just trying to get through an Ironman in his first year of doing triathlon.
2: Yeah,
0: I do. I'm realizing that this is very quickly turning into the triathlon dad's podcast. And I, I got to it's, it's hurting me deep down no problem, inside. Hey, it's, it's you a little my, bit of a problem. <laughs> you knew my past when we started this venture.
1: You knew about my old life.
0: Uh, uh, it's Steve, coming back, though. Steve, I mean, back. Steve's
1: a guy from my old life. You know, and it's bringing back all these thoughts and feelings of maybe going to masters again. You know, maybe if I just find a TT, TT bike, maybe I just make my comeback.
2: Yeah, I and would. I would, I would. I would say, uh, let's let's put that behind us, Devin. Let's put that. <laughs> no, that chapter is closed. Okay, okay.
0: Um. So, Stephen, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Devin and I actually have an upcoming. Uh, let's say, uh, duel. uh, we're doing like a 20 mile course in the cities, basically going to see who's the fastest of the two of us. Um, it, you being a coach with your, with your experience, what is the one extreme thing since we're talking about that, that either one of us could do to ensure victory? What is your cult that you're going to create right now?
2: Am I helping one or the person the other? Like uh, like what well, would I Steve, your professional expertise will be best spent on Aaron
1: because I as a hardworking, consistent elite athlete, you know, it's like there's very little you can do to fine tune me, but Aaron Aaron rides maybe thirty seven minutes a week and he has oh, the hips 20? of a gamer. So it's like if you're gonna spend your effort, it's better is better spent on Aaron.
0: So, Steve, I'm thinking just because of the name of your of your podcast, is it that you never shift into the big ring? You stay inside the big ring.
2: Oh, um, well, so so one, I mean, no, in, inside inside the big ring is more like you know nobody nobody in their right mind should ever not be in the big ring. I mean, the big ring is just where you're at. I mean, it's just your it's where the it's where the money is made um, because that's where the strength is and whatnot. And inside the big ring is more pushed toward. Like, what are the, what are all the things that you can do, you know, that, that gets you to that, that top, you know, really, really big level, you know, like the big ring. Um, So it's more like, again, the internal training, everything that's involved around, you know, the big ring. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if you see somebody out there like Devin, who rides, you know, like a compact, right. And versus somebody who's riding like a 55 in the front, I mean, like, wow, that guy with the 55, I want to be like that person. But if you're like Devin, thinking, I know better, I know that that person with a 55 is not going not gonna to last unless you're David Thompson. Uh, probably the only person who I could believe. Could I think run. he's a 53 guy. Wow. Uh, Steve, would you just
1: tell Aaron if he's going to tangle with me, he needs to be on EPO?
0: I don't think we're going to have any sort of WADA situation. The only, the only WADA no I'm exposed right now is Zwift power. Zwift power is the only thing that keeps me in check. So,
1: Guys, can we just say briefly how great a reflection of human nature it is that even before before COVID and before Zwift blew up to its current status, people were already cheating on Zwift. There were no stakes in the game. There was nothing to be won other than like the ego pat on the back of a gold star. And people almost instantly started cheating on that platform and it has only continued
2: yeah I mean you know bringing it back to the question that was initially answered um, asked was I and mean, I if I if I were Aaron I would just say let devin uh self-destruct and you just keep doing you and it's like one of those things where you know just you just keep you just keep you just keep working hard putting the time in you know doing all that mumbo jumbo that uh, Devin was saying, <clears throat> but that should be it. I mean, is this a tortoise and a hare situation? Is that what you're saying, Steven? I could definitely see that
0: happening. I could yeah.
2: Now, yeah, devil's advocate, devil's advocate,
1: Steve might be right here. You focusing on your own performance is your best bet because out of my nine started Ironmans, I've dropped out of five. So you have the numbers are very in your favor that I might just mentally
0: fall apart and quit. To be fair, uh, Devin, out of the three art school uh, situations that I started, I dropped out of all three. So your numbers are still better than me. <laughs> it's, not, it's
1: not a competition. Who's the bigger quitter?
0: Steve, anything you've quit you'd like to share?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, no, I don't. No, I'm definitely. It dumb. doesn't
0: sound like Steven's a quitter. I mean, he is constantly going after the speed concept bicycle. Oh, and Trek just keeps breaking his heart. It seems like he's in it for the long haul.
1: And I yeah. love that your dalliances with other brands.
2: You, I you try keep it about three weeks to a month, and you just jettison it. Like, nope, sorry. Yeah, people make. I mean, uh, close friends definitely. I mean, they they're all over Craigslist and uh, watching me sell bikes, and like, oh, look, he's already selling the bike, you know. And um, but yeah, yeah, I do
0: love that when you sell bikes, like your your cycling friend group, your cycling dad group has to comment on the bike, You're like, oh, the stables changing. Oh wait, why Why is he selling that? What? What did he? What's wrong with it? What do I need? And and then your phone just blows up with like, well, why did you sell that Fapic? why? Why are you not keeping it? Are you buying a new one? Are you keeping your like, music? Oh, are, you are you going with?
2: like, are you quitting the sport? Are you? Are you finally giving up? You know? And I'm like, no, I'm just waiting for the track. You know, I'm just waiting for the speed concept. Uh, Facebook really needs to have like an "Are you sure?" button before you
0: post it on the marketplace, so that you can really just be mentally prepared for the emotion emotional turmoil that's going to befall you.
1: In our so little know, the it, Minnesota cycling community, the, a lot of the comments that are posted publicly on the item for sale are very unhelpful. Like, the yes. friends will find your listing and they'll, they'll do some chirping. And it is definitely not helping you market the product.
0: That might just be you, though, Devin. Me? Uh, <laughs> me chirping online? I don't Ooh. know about that. Okay, <laughs> Stephen, this has been a fantastic conversation. We, we got to wrap it up, unfortunately, but I did want to just uh, real quick ask you the question of the week, which we're posing to all of our followers on the Cool Dad Cycling Club, all of our members, honorary members, which is, do you keep the legs shaved in the off season like you do during the season?
2: Um, this is going to be... Have you ever shaved your legs and just worked your way all the way up to the head? Yes. Well, <laughs> so your your tummy, your chest, your shoulders. Race season. I mean, when it's oh, so. Do, I, I never shave. I mean, never, I mean, well, man, groom. You know, I'm married, right? So, I mean, you gotta. You know. Uh, have you seen the new product coming about man grooming? Have you seen those products? I mean, they're super funny. Manscaping.
1: We're fast. we're actually in negotiation with them to uh, um, bring them on as a sponsor.
2: They sponsor a ton of podcasts. <laughs> it is. I mean, so but no, I mean, I never, I never shave. Um, I maybe I just don't take it as seriously anymore. Or, uh, but when it's, I'll shave a couple of days before, and I've never used a razor i've never used a razor it's always like one of those you know electric razors that are people say cheating but you got to get it done in like 15 minutes so yeah because it's a
0: it's a process i mean like the transition i do not in the off season anymore absolutely same reason right it's just it's a pain to keep it up uh but there is always that i believe there was a meme that just posted up on cat two memes yesterday where it was like local plumbers get ready for uh uh, all the cat five cyclists to start shaving again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because yes, that is it yep. and it takes like if you're doing it, I actually use a old school safety razor. Oh man. Um, and uh it takes some time. I'll just say
2: that. It's a to-do. It's definitely a to do. I, yeah, re- I, I have a lot of respect for people who actually use razors because yeah, just electric. It's the way to go. <clears throat> gets a job done.
0: That's that's all that matters. I shaved on
1: and off, like in my early days in triathlon, I would just shave for the season, and then once I was further into the sport, it was year round. And then I bridged from triathlon to cycling, so I spent a couple of years in cycling, so I continued to shave year round. And then in 2019, when I kind of quit riding and I was just running that year, let it go, and I haven't I haven't gone back. So I'm oh natural.
2: Maybe when we stop recording, we can get into manscaping and our stories there. But Okay, well, Steve, what, you're putting a real weird button on this
0: podcast episode here, bud. Cycling Dad's podcast after dark. Oh, boy,
2: oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Whiskey edition. Crack, crack open a beer and we okay. can talk about what really happened at Louisville. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it
0: wasn't just the keys? Anyways, Stephen. We're wrapping up now. Anything you want to give a shout out to uh, as as we wrap up today?
2: No, this has been great. I mean, it's been, uh, you know, very, very, very fun. Very. Yeah. I mean, it's just been it's been a blast. I mean, not too serious, but some definitely good topics. I enjoyed it. Cool. Well, thanks. And man. Aaron, I could see Devin? I could see you. I could see you and I being really good friends. I could see you and I being good friends.
0: Oh, that's high praise. Is it because we're both uh, uh, traumatized from our friendship with Devin?
2: I was thinking more we're just, just, just good dads. That's true. Just cool guys. We
1: The important thing I would say that we can pull away from this episode is that we planted the seed for a special Patreon where Aaron and I talk more openly with the guests. and Because Steve and I, if we get into it, we could really do some good slandering of people. But we're not going to do that on the public airwaves. But if there was more of a discreet version of this podcast where we could just kind of a slander cast boy oh boy could we have a good time so that's hey stay tuned for
0: that or not or not thanks again for listening our next episode will be out monday april 26th